The IMF lowered its global growth forecast, but boosted its inflation projection for next year. Yet investors just prefer to listen to the soothing sound of the dovish Fed talk over the past few sessions of trading. But things will actually get real with the FOMC minutes and the US inflation figures, which are due within the next few hours of trading, and any surprise could actually change everything. So welcome, this is Swissco's Daily Market Talk. It came as no surprise that the IMF left its 2023 growth forecast for the global economy unchanged at the 3% level, but cut its global growth forecast for next year to 2.9%. So we all knew that it was happening. I mean, the European Central Bank chief Christian Lagarde already told La Tribune in France last Sunday already that the IMF would actually lower its global growth forecast and just spoiled everything. I mean, she even told that the US would not see its own growth forecast lowered. And indeed, she was right. The US, Brazil, and South Africa were among the rare countries that actually saw their own growth revisions improved for next year. But obviously, the picture for the rest of the list actually looked quite morose, really, because Germany and the UK got, for example, the biggest downside revision to their growth projections. Projection for China, on the other hand, was nothing higher than a 4.2% growth next year. And the Chinese real estate crisis and volatile commodity prices are pointed at as the main responsible for the global economic trouble. So the IMF projections were bad, but they were not a shocker, at least for the growth side. What was unsettling, however, was how aggressively the IMF boosted its inflation forecast for 2024 from 5.2 to 5.8% for the the global economy reaching out to the central banks of the world and telling them that they should hold on to their tight monetary policies if they want to keep inflation under control. Oops, that's exactly something that investors did not want to hear from IMF, especially after a one and a half year of aggressive rate hiking from the major central banks. But happily, the overall market reaction to the IMF's inflation forecast was you know what? Whatever, because the US two-year yield remains steady around the 5% psychological mark on the growing choir of Fed members singing the dovish tune. We are still about 50 basis points below the upper range of the Federal Reserve Fund's target range. And while the 10-year yield consolidated near the 460 to 465% range. Investors prefer actually waiting in the Federal Reserve's Bostics, for example, Dovish whispers to the market saying that he actually sees no reason for more interest rate hikes in the US as the policy has now become sufficiently restrictive. The thing is, there were two other Federal Reserve speakers yesterday whose words went quite unpriced, really, because the Fed's Christopher Waller said that they should actually stay on job 
to cut inflation. Uh, Neil Kashkari said that he is not yet convinced to stop hiking the interest rates, but investors actually wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. They wanted to hear that the Fed is done hiking. So due today, the FOMC minutes will certainly reel the Fed's cautious stance about saying stop to the rate hikes, and the FOMC minutes will likely come as a reminder that the rates will stay higher for longer, especially if the U.S. inflation numbers due today and due tomorrow actually miss market expectations. Now remember, going into the data, the expectation is a mostly softening inflation, both for producer and consumer prices in the U.S. And despite the rising crude oil prices, well, gasoline prices in the U.S. have actually been falling since mid-August due to a collapse in refiner margins. So that could actually temper a seasonally strong September spending and give us some soft inflation figures today. But how long these gasoline prices will remain on the actual falling path is yet to be seen. So we will see what the economic data tells us this week. But the risks in U.S. yields remain tilted to the upside in the medium run. And that despite the dovish Fed talk of the moment and the safe haven inflows into the safe haven U.S. Treasuries following the mounting geopolitical tensions in the Middle East since the beginning of this week. Anyway, regardless of toward where the risks are tilted for the U.S. yields, well, the softer U.S. yields actually do please equity investors. The S&P 500 actually extended its rebound into the third trading session yesterday, while Nasdaq pulled out its 50-day moving average resistance and closed the session above this level. Chinese equities, on the other hand, rallied after the IMF recommended Beijing to take forceful action on its real estate troubles and on separate news that China was considering fresh stimulus to boost growth anyway. So we saw the Chinese equities rise again. So let's see if this time is the charm. I am not really convinced with that though. In the FX markets, well, the US dollar is giving back strength globally since the beginning of this week, and the US dollar index sank its teeth below the ascending channel base building since summer. The euro dollar extended gains above the 106 mark yesterday on the globally softer US dollar, and cable is now preparing to test the 1.23 offers. Now, all of these FX moves of the moment are, of course, staged by appetite for US dollars and nothing else. So, if you want to bet for hawkish Bank of England, for example, without going through the Fed, well, a short euro pound position could do the trick because the pair stood below is September ascending channel base and that after having tested the long-term descending channel top to the upside at the peak of its latest surge. So shorting the euro GBP actually makes sense from both technical and fundamental perspectives. Elsewhere in the cross FX market, well, I also expect the EuroCAD, for example, to remain offered near the 1.45 psychological mark for a further slide toward the 140 level if oil remains bad, of course, and oil remains quite bad for now. The barrel of American crude actually sees solid, solid support near the 50-day moving average that stands around the $85.5 per barrel level, and obviously the mounting 
rising tensions in the Middle East remain much, much threatening to the oil bears these days. They can't really dare going beyond a corrective move. The good news is that the OPEC now has a great, great spare capacity to stabilize global oil prices thanks to their production cuts to push oil prices higher. So there is a cushion out there. But the bad news is, well, the cartel actually wants to see oil prices increase because they simply make more money selling less oil for higher prices. But they also know that there is a price level in the oil market above which the global economy will actually be pushed into recession. And obviously, recession, global recession is bad for oil demand. So we don't know how far OPEC would let oil prices rise at this point of the game. But we know that they could actually push more oil into the market in case of a big problem and stabilize the market. Therefore, we could actually see a further rise in oil prices toward the 90 and even to the $100 per barrel psychological level. But I don't really think that the rally could extend above the $100 psychological mark with the morose economic outlook that we have in hand today. On the downside, we pretty much have insurance that the prices won't sink below the $80 per barrel level. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Oskar Deshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.